<laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> oh, people are going to love that sound in there. <laughs> you got to stop. Nah, can't stop. <laughs> Won't stop. <laughs> so what up, player? Player, player. What up, Playa Vista? Playa Vista. <laughs> Playa Vista. <laughs> How you doing, man? Hold on. You guys talk. Let me just take one or two more bites. You got it. What up, Anthony? How you been, bud? I feel like I ain't talked to you in a while. Um, I'm good. What have I been doing? Dude, Anthony hates you, bro. I had a feeling you did. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to say it live, but yeah, I do. I do hate you. I thought so. Um, It's not a lot. Like, I hate other people more for sure. Really? Yeah, of course. But I mean, I hate everybody a, a certain amount, you know, Ooh. a healthy amount. I would I put know. Cody pretty up there. With the people, people hate. you hate, yeah, yeah. Well, the feelings. No, I really, I don't. Pal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, the line between hate and love is is very thin. Should I pull a Nico White and just chew and talk the whole time like this? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that dude was eating uh, like chewy candy or something. <laughs> What up, dog? What up, young? Cody, I, I don't really hate you. I feel like sometimes you think I'm serious when oh, I... Oh, I don't at all totally think that you hate me. That's too bad. If I had thought you genuinely hated me, <laughs> I would probably not be as thrilled to podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> really? You wouldn't stick it out? <laughs> if Anthony hated my guts? <laughs> yeah. Probably not. I don't want to put myself in that environment. Dude, the show must go on, bro. Yeah, I don't work with people I hate. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, that's a, right. sometimes impossible to avoid. Yeah, well, today's not that day. No. You're wearing a nice shirt. I, I, I know you've worn it before, but perfect for today. Yeah, I wore it for today. Yes. Big time facts, my dude. Yeah, Cody's wearing... Um, uh, a Susan Sarandon shirt because <laughs> today we're talking about the movie Stepmom. <laughs> Dude, that movie. That movie slaps, bro. That movie slaps. <laughs> ain't no valley low, ain't no mountain no high. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, I'm like not even going to lie. I saw in theaters like me too, with me a too. friend, not even like with my parents or something. Oh, like legit with like my boy and i don't know why i think we i really don't know why we went to go see it but we did <laughs> you're like yo let's go see stepmom i heard it's legit yeah i was like yo i heard this shit is straight fire dude <laughs> dude i went and saw or i saw it on vhs i waited till vhs for it it was too fuego for me to turn down so i had to go and yeah no Julia Roberts Susie Sarandon Julia Roberts Susan Sarandon death like the three. I mean, what else do you need in a movie? Yeah, what more do you need in a movie? That that really is cinema, if you, if you ask us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, how many Joe Pesci's for Stepmom the movie? Six. 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 Dude, I'd have to. I'd have to re. I've, if I'm being honest, I ain't watched that movie since I was probably a kid. Cody, nobody. Me has. too. It's, this is pure. <laughs> yeah, nobody has. <laughs> 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 Cody, nobody has. <laughs> well, what's up, my peoples? It's been a long time. Shouldn't left you, left you. I'm pretty excited to talk today. I mean, wait a minute. You're not going to give us, you're really not going to give us a Joe Pesci score for Stemma? Me? Cody, off of yeah. memory, Cody, off of memory. You have to give a number. Five. Ugh. Come on, come on. It deserves a six. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. If it would have got a six, if Susie would have beaten cancer. Oh no! Are you kidding Ooh. me? I don't want to see that. If <laughs> <laughs> if King T'Challa can't even beat cancer, there's, there's no, there's no way Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Wait. So you're saying Susan Sarandon <laughs> couldn't take T'Challa in a fight? Mm. So that's actually a question I've been asking myself for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) If you were to give Susan Sarandon the heart-shaped herb, could she go toe-to-toe with T'Challa in a fist fight? Easy money. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, for I sure. So <laughs> I mean, it's simple mathematics. They both died from cancer. That is simple mathematics. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just quantum mathematics. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh. that's, that's amazing. <laughs> do you guys wanna do you guys wanna talk about the drums that we got bop bop the little bombs we got dropped on us yesterday? <laughs> Did your dyslexia kick in there for a second? Yeah, dude. I fucking <laughs> fell apart for a second. Dude, well not only bombs, but drama. So in many ways it was drums. Drums. <laughs> drama bombs. Yeah, drama bombs. <laughs> <laughs> the drums be dropping. Well yeah, let's get into what the the DC universe, the DC cinematic universe is slowly becoming or unbecoming based on. So is, did they make James Gunn, the Kevin Feige of DC? Yeah. It's him and Peter Safran. Yeah. I think is another big movie wig exec kind of dude. Mm. Yeah. So they're supposed to, he even James Gunn even tweeted. He was like, I think he said in like two to three months, they will reveal their supposed like master plan. Um, because like that's what they're doing right now. Like James Gunn is literally organizing and seeing like what the series of events of movies are going to be. Jake, would you say would you say James Gunn is basically rearranging the hierarchy <laughs> of power in the DC universe? I mean, yeah, I think it's safe to say that the hierarchy of power within the DC cinematic universe <laughs> is changing yet again. As far as actual movies being made, is being changed yet again. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. The Rock was right, damn it. The Rock was right. That's, yeah. Dude, so actually, supposedly, <laughs> WB, I read this, like, WB, like, executives were not thrilled with The Rock leaking that Henry Cavill was in in, in Black Adam. Yeah, like, because it doesn't seem like uh, yeah, uh, Snyderverse, anybody Snyderverse related is going to be their characters going forward. Yeah, well, so basically, they're even saying that, like, Black Adam 2 is probably not going to happen. Which is like kind of disappointing. Yeah, that's to be insane. Honest. I thought like I don't know. I'm, I, I'm fine, honestly. I don't. I'm not dying for it, but like, oh, like it's yeah. almost like what is the point? Would have been of, fine of, with another what one. What's the point of like the few good things they've put out? Like even existing at this point. I mean, they're just hard boot, hard booting. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna cut their losses and start afresh with the James Gunn verse. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I was gonna say like we didn't give a shit about Wonder Woman eighty four. Uh, everyone I talked to thought it was terrible. So the fact that it's not there's not gonna be a three that's not shocking oh to me. God. It's like fine, like start over. Or Whoa, whatever. is me? <laughs> oh no! Yeah, like it's not the end no of the Wonder world for Woman that one. Sequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude. Yeah, Patty Jenkins made a big old stinker. It is kind of cool yeah. that like even like the comic book industry itself especially like DC, they've rebooted their shit a lot of times. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to see like they're doing the same thing with the movies. Yeah, they're they're basically, this is, they're, this is basically uh, the cinematic version of the new 52. Oh, yeah. Though I hope we don't see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. Um, Crisis of infinite movie reboots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do you guys feel about James Gunn helming the future I mean, not obviously. He's gonna. He's not gonna direct or write every movie, but definitely produce, like Kevin Feige. So, how do you feel about like his? It's gonna be his vision for the future DC universe. I'm kind of pumped. Yeah. yeah, I think it fits him. I think. I think he's a guy that has a lot of creative direction that like is true to the comics. You know, he he's that guy. I just don't want to see every property have. James Gunn humor in it. Like, I still want the Batman to be like the Batman and not. Yeah, like, but I agree. James I agree. Gunn version. But like, let James Gunn helm the Justice League and, uh, yeah, you know, that. and Suicide yeah, Squad yeah. and things of that nature. We'll give somebody, just treat it like you would the comic industry. You know what I mean? James Gunn is the overarching head honcho uh, that's like guiding the ship, but then you got like, Somebody else who's in charge of the Batman franchise. Somebody else in charge of the Superman franchise. Somebody else in front of, you know what I mean? But like kind of under James Gunn's umbrella. Yeah. So we're getting a lot of different. James Gunn should be taking notes from Cody Feige. A lot of, a lot of different flavors, you know, with, with a great director directing, like guiding the ship. Right. Like James Gunn has said, like they have, they're still, like Jake said, they're planning it out. 
Um, he also said today that a lot of the news that came out in that report, like some of it's true, some of it they only just decided or they haven't decided on yet. He's like, and some of it is not true at all. Um, but the most interesting thing to me is the fact that Jason Momoa might just start playing Lobo. Man. And I feel like he's going to be so much better as Lobo than Aquaman. Uh, I feel infinitely. like that's a cool switch. I don't yeah, give a shit about Lobo. I don't. Yeah, but. that's the thing. Is like I don't really give a shit about Lobo because I don't think he's like right. the one to carry his entire franchise. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, no. But if James Gunn made a Lobo movie, see that makes sense to me. Like that seems like the fusion of a lot of cool like people meeting up. Like Jason Momoa, it, like he's a funny guy. Like if you see him in interviews and stuff, he always plays like the tough dude. But like he seems like he's pretty chill. He wasn't bad as Aquaman, but he could be. He's just not Aquaman to me. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's too like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he's too cool to be yeah, Aquaman. Aqua- I guess. No, Aquaman's what? <laughs> 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 James uh, or Jason Momoa just isn't like he's not going to play like royalty. You know what I mean? Like he's just not Excuse me, Call Drogo? Yeah, but that was like of a, a wild tribe, not like Oh, dude. Oh, what? Some real colonial vibes I'm yeah, getting what's from that? you, dog. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like <laughs> like uh, I don't want him I don't want my Aquaman to be a surf bro. Yeah, no, I get I get No, I, yeah, that's I, what I I'm saying. I don't, I don't like that either. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Cuz like I remember in Justice League there's a part where like who catches him? Somebody catches him. He's like, "Oh, right. Cyborg." <laughs> yeah, Cyborg. No, he goes, "My man." Yeah, <laughs> my man. I was like, oh, I, don't, "I don't picture Aquaman doing that." <laughs> like, yeah. My man. Yeah. <laughs> that's just it's like the Kool-Aid <laughs> man was there pretty much. <laughs> 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 the Kool-Aid man is Aquaman. Oh, dude, what if Jason oh, shit. Momoa played <laughs> the Kool-Aid man in a live action adaptation? <laughs> oh, shit. Just him bursting down walls? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> like is there a lore behind the Kool-Aid man? Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make up lore. <laughs> Ooh, we should do that on a podcast. We should make up the lore for the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> That's hilarious. There's definitely been family guy episodes where you see him like with his Kool-Aid man family. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. they they try to like give him some backstory, but we could do better than Family Guy. Sorry, I don't really aspire to Family Guy levels of humor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've laughed at Family Guy and like for sure some things are funny. But oh, oh, dude! And if you if you think in like oh five oh six, I wasn't a big old Family Guy yeah. slut. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I was in there. I never became too hard of a slut. Like I've never watched an entire season, to be honest. Oh, I definitely I watched like the first like four. Yeah, I was a hard like I bought the DVDs when I was younger, and I would rewatch the shit out of those. Like original seasons. Uh, Jake Booms would often buy the DVDs. And so I would just like watch the seasons with him. Nice. This is changing. The hierarchy of power is definitely going to change. After hearing this news. I think one day we should we should take shots every time someone says the higher Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Dude, at this rate, we'd be shit faced. Yeah, yeah, we would yeah. die of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> yeah, yo, that that would be so cool if we could like be in the same room together. We we buy a bottle of the Rocks tequila and we do that. Ooh, okay, <laughs> the hierarchy of powers. Because <laughs> it comes up organically. We're not forcing that yeah. in. You know, it's just coming. It's almost becoming like a tick for me at this point. <laughs> yeah, get rid of the Snyder verse. Just get rid of it. I don't want Batfleck. I'm down with that, but I'm not going to lie. I was really psyched for Henry Cavill to come back as Superman. And now it seems like he True. might not even, like, that just might be it. Yeah. I hope it's not it. I hope he comes back. I really like him as Superman. I agree. And he's still He's still young enough. He could play Superman forever, dude. Especially yeah, I, Kingdom Come Superman, you know? Yeah. Like he could he'd be a good Kingdom Come Superman with the white hairs right here. Fucking Reed Richard yeah. style. Yeah. Did you guys also see that James Gunn posted? Um I don't think it was like a reference like they're making a Kingdom Come movie or anything, but he posted like a um a panel from Kingdom Come, like where where Superman's like you he has a whole league behind yeah. him. It's like a huge ass picture. He's like at the the table. I wanted to say the table of justice. It's not called the table of justice, but <laughs> I mean, it might as well be called. It's it's in the hall of justice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the table of justice. <laughs> but I thought that was cool because we love Alex Ross's art. Uh, we love Kingdom Come. We love Cody's shirt. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs>
And that's what we're talking about today, boys. Yes. That 15-minute intro led us to here. This very moment. Today, we are discussing DC's Kingdom Come by Alex Ross and David Wade. Is that right? Mark Wade? Mark Wade. Mark 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 Wade. Wade. Uh, This is Comics and Chronic. You already know who it is. Cody Cannon, Anthony Inaccio, me, Jacob H. We're hot. We're moist. And we want to get in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is one of of the first graphic novels I bought. And I haven't reread it since purchasing. So this... Oh, wow. It's been like a really great couple days for me. Mm, yes. Nice. I've read this a few times. This must have been like my fifth time reading this. I've read this comic a lot. This is like my second and a half, third time. Nice. That's not a brag. I've just like read it. Like nice. I, it, It's the kind of comic, like as an early comic reader, it was one of the first I picked up because it's like, wow, it has like everybody. This is going to be a great, you know, superhero comic because you are you got Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. You have people that you'll never be able to point out. Like, like you'll never be able to name them. There's so many characters in this book. There's legit people I've never heard of. I still don't even know. Like, I'm just like, yep. man, like DC just has mad fucking characters. Yeah, a lot of them are actually up, they are DC characters, up. but a lot of them are just like made up, yeah. like by Mark Wade or Alex Ross. Like, if so, I have like the absolute edition, and in the back, I didn't read all of these at all. I was just like you know, skimming through it. And it was but like, as everybody labeled in their description and stuff. Yeah. Yup. And it's like, Oh, I made up this guy when I was 10 years old. So I was like, Alex Ross, can you, can you paint him? And he's like, okay, yeah, that's awesome. So like a lot of them, like, you're just like, who the fuck is that? That being said, one of my only complaints about it is at times that just, they didn't need that many. I know like the whole plot of it is there's just like way too many metahumans and they're out of control. And mm-hmm. there's not even, most of them aren't even villains. They're just like, uh, people misguided. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're like heroes and vigilantes, but because their actions are so harsh, they border on almost not being able to tell the difference between villain and hero. Yeah. They cause crazy damage to the city without care for civilian life. Like, right. Yeah. But, like, so that being said, there are times when there was just, like, too much on the panels. I fucking completely agree. Like, it's 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 it did, like, throw me off at times. I'm like, too much is going on. Too much. That, I, I kind of like that. I also think it's really impressive that, as an artist, he can even put that much on one single page. Like, that's beastly. Yeah, but from it was just... just, like just a, yeah. From just, like, a drawing standpoint, to be able to put that much in a panel, like, damn, that's, that's impressive. For sure. For sure. But it was kind of like hard to discern who was who sometimes, and it, that's that's why I didn't like it. Yeah, it was just like overcrowded, and you know what I mean. Like sometimes, it, most of the time, it worked, but there were like a handful of pages in particular where I was just like, "This is so much," you know. But that being said, yeah, I would say in the final battle, there are some panels that are definitely point. Like I could point out. Oh, see, the final battle, I feel like he kind of cleaned it up a little more. I would argue it's more like at the beginning and the middle when all those like metahumans are just kind of running amok. Mm. I get what you mean though, but it, that's not to say it, it was bad. It was just like you know, like yeah, I'm on, I'm on the same page. I just wanted to get my only grievance out the way. <laughs> Jake, you want to hit us with the plot line, huh, Bubby? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, this is actually. Do you guys know? I didn't know this honestly until like. Maybe the second time I read it, but this is an Elseworlds comic. Yeah, for sure. It's it, that. That's what I also like about this because it's like it's a one shot. It's not necessarily like canonical in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it doesn't take place in. Yeah, I like that it's not canonical. Yeah, I also I find DC's one shots to be pretty fucking awesome, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Although Kingdom Come, a lot of the elements pop up again, characters, because, you know, it's DC, the fucking multiverse. So it do, even though it's Elseworlds, like 
one of the flashes will pop up. Even if you get no backstory in Kingdom Cub, these characters pop up in other places. Like you'll see I'm maybe not talking about other places. I'm talking about like this is a pretty isolated, like four issue story. Like what you're reading in the comic is what you're getting. Four long issues. Yeah, there are pretty long. Yeah. But it like introduces things that like DC later takes, like Red Robin, for instance. Like yeah. Red Robin is like this is, you know, he later Tim Drake becomes Red Robin, but in this it's like Dick Grayson. Um, it's the first time you see the Red Robin costume. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I also love how Green Lantern looks in this. Yeah. Dude, he looks yeah. insane. He turns himself like into the lantern. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he also he has like this crazy armor like looking shit. That, it's the lantern mm-hmm. that's around him. Like he's oh, the lantern. Oh, I yeah. didn't even realize that. Yeah. And he has that huge emerald palace above Earth. Yeah, dude. That was yeah. crazy. So pretty much synopsis, this is like a dystopian future, more or less. The heroes that we all know and love. The Justice League, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, everyone, they're more or less gone, retired. Some of them might even be dead. Dead. Or uh, in Wonder Woman's case, uh, kind of like exiled from her community. Exiled. Yeah, she she got banned from her island of Amazons. Yeah, dishonored. Stripped of her princess, the title of princess. Yeah. So there's a new breed of metahuman vigilantes, and a lot of them are young. All their methods are like way too harsh. They're they're just kind of like cowboys with it. They're like, yeah, I'm so and so, and like, pew, like we'll blow up a block by accident. It's almost like it seems like to me after reading it again, like it would be like what happens if you give like Jake Paul superpowers. <laughs> yeah, they're also <laughs> they're also like you know the night like if if the '90s version of everybody continued and that's how comics like stuck. You know, like in the '90s, everyone had like bulky art, like Magog, right? Yeah. Like he's like the re- Superman replacement, but he's like this dude with like he. You know who he reminded me of in X Men? Cable has like the evil clone Strife. He looked like Strife, right? He has like gray hair. He has like a almost a glowy fucked up scarred eye. He has like this bulky big armor. The horn, ram's horns or whatever. The ram's horn. Yeah, like it's so metal, but also so 90s metal. and it goes against like Superman aesthetic, you know, like yeah. it's very much like old school versus new school. Yeah, because all the old school characters are still ro- rocking their golden age. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Batman has like the robotic bat suit, but more for like functionality. He's the robotic exoskeleton. Yeah, because that's the only way he can hang because he's a peepaw. <laughs> he's a peepaw. Wait, we didn't finish doing doing the synopsis. Yeah, keep going. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> All right. Basically, new breed of heroes. The old heroes come out of retirement for one reason or another and start to arrest the... Superman pretty much starts to arrest these new breed vigilante and villains and put them in these pr- this prison he made called the Gulag. The gulag. And then, but of course, as in classic fashion, Lex Luthor and what's, I forgot what it's it's called. It's not called the Legion of Doom. Mankind Liberation Front. There we go. Yeah, the MLF. Yeah. Yeah. The Mankind Liberation Front. I kind of like that name, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's basically like. You know, one of the men, I'm sorry. I was going to say, so like that group, it has Catwoman, it has Riddler. Um, Vandal Savage, and I didn't know this until I read like the uh, some of the appendix in the back of the book. There's Razal Ghul's grandson or son. Yeah, Razal Ghul's right. Bruce Wayne's and Talia's son. Yeah, it's like the original Damien before Damien. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, facts, big time facts. Because this is from 1996. Yeah, I, I I always I have to keep reminding myself that like Justice came way later. I always connect. It's not connected to justice, just yeah. like Alex Ross is involved in both. But I always forget it's like such an early, like the, a lot of comics took from Kingdom Come. Yeah. So then basically, Lex Luthor pretty much gets involved, is up to no good. And now it's a classic battle of the Justice League put together with some new members. And uh, they take on Lex Luthor. And honestly, what I loved about this comic, like straight up, Captain Marvel, like, like yeah. very central character to this story. And the hero of the comic book, low key. Yeah, you forgot. You forgot the whole thing about the pastor and the specter. Oh yeah, yeah Norman yeah. McKay. Norman McKay. Basically, he and the specter are just like pay, playing witness. They have to pass judgment because the end of the world is coming. Right. The very first page of the book, like what Kingdom Come does, is like trying to combine in a cool way, a lot of the generations of comics. Like, the very first page of the book, you're seeing a dream, which Norman will see, but the original Sandman is having. Not the Sandman, Neil Gaiman Sandman. It's like... Wesley Dodds. 
Wesley died Sandman. With the mask. And the first yeah. it Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first thing you see is a giant bat fighting like a golden eagle with the American flag. So when you saw that, what does it make you guys think is going to happen at the end of the story? Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Superman, right? Yeah. Right? But it's Wonder Woman. And apparently Mark Wade is so pissed that everyone thought it was going to be Superman. But it's Wonder Woman. And it is Wonder Woman. She's wearing the golden armor. And she's the one that fights Batman in the sky at the end. Oh, yeah. And she has the American flag. Yeah, because for Wonder Woman goes hardcore and starts murking people. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't have a I th- I just thought that was funny that Mark Wade's just like everyone says it's Superman, but it's all it's Wonder Woman. And he's like, I thought that was cool because it kind of swerves you. Cause yeah, you do expect the match final matchup to be Batman Superman. In a way it is, but it's not in this one. Yeah, it's Batman Wonder Woman and Superman versus Shazam. Shazam or Captain Marvel. Yeah. So like you were saying, Jake, yeah. Shazam is in this yeah, one. I like Shazam. Love him. Also, this is another instance where Wonder Woman is really hardcore in the comic and doesn't compare yeah. it to her cinematic version at all. Yeah, she's brutal. Yeah, I love brutal Wonder Woman. I want to see, like, dude, if they're going to scrap Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, I want to see, like, a new, tough, like, muscle-bound actress, honestly. Yeah. Because Alex that Ross, would be both in Justice and Kingdom Come, draws Wonder Woman, like, pretty jacked. Yeah. Our girl's a beefcake. Exactly. Beefy, beefy. <laughs> beefy one D. Yeah, it's like eighty percent lean beef. <laughs> but yeah, but this comic is also the first time she has that golden armor too, which is yeah, I do like iconic classic golden armor. Yeah, her magical sword even cuts Superman. Yeah, you see his finger bleed, dude. I like Superman has the fucking ponytail. Yeah, dude, he looks yeah, pretty right? dope as an old man. Yeah, dude, that's what I love about this comic is when Wonder Woman goes to like recruit Superman and like he's on a farm, he's bailing hay and all this shit. And then you see that he's actually in the Fortress of Solitude and it's all like a hologram and shit. I was like, oh man, that's like, it was low-key sad as fuck. I was like, damn. It's sad, yeah. It's truly a Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Also because his, was it his fight with Magog that resulted in a nuclear explosion and like destroying half the Midwest? No, Magog's fight with Parasite. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. No, no, no. So, like, in current day, Magog fights Parasite in Kansas, right? That's not what causes Superman to go into retirement, though. The retirement... What causes him to go? Magog killed Joker. Magog killed Joker, and then Magog challenges... So, Joker kills Lois Lane. Mm -hmm. So, Joker decides in the future to attack Metropolis... Superman doesn't really do shit about the Joker. He kills Lois Lane. Then Magog kills the Joker. Everyone loves that Magog killed the Joker. It's like, it's a turning point. It's like, again, 90s comics, like saying, hey. The hierarchy of power. (laughs) (laughs) Take a shot. Take a shot. (laughs) If you're listening at work, find some alcohol. Take a shot. (laughs) But like, everyone loves Magog, and Magog's like, soups, let's have a fight. And Superman's like, fuck, why? Does everyone like this guy now? Like you guys suck. Like, and he just retires. And like, like you were saying, Jake, part of the plot is that like uh, all the other superheroes follow his lead. They're like, fuck if Superman, the guy who's all about hope is just like, fuck this. Like let's, I guess it's time to move on. Yeah. Um, so present day, what makes him come out of retirement is what you guys said. So yeah, he's fighting, they're fighting Parasite, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they rip open the suit of like the Atom or something like that. No, it's, oh, Captain, it's Captain Adam. Adam. Yeah, is it Captain Adam? Shit. Yeah, it's that dude. And then boom. That's what I'm saying. In Kingdom Come, like you'll get like very brief glimpses, and you they don't almost don't always directly say what's happening. But that guy's Captain Adam. Yeah. Yeah, and then boom, completely blows up the Midwest. All of like, also the world economy gets tanked. Like, all the food supply of the world is fucked because of yeah. that. Shit is tough. It's hard living in the DC universe, dude. But you get you. I love that. Like, this is a great tour of the DC universe. Again, a good comic to pick up if you want to get a nice like cameo of everyone here and there. Like, like, you'll see the Spectre. We've talked about like is a big quintessential like single character comics i would say this is like a quintessential justice league comic i would 100 yes. percent agree like you know what i mean yeah i would say top three just if not number one well, which is probably the second one is honestly justice also by alex ross so i feel yeah. like like yeah those are the top justice league comics i concur definitely go very well together what would you say is number three anthony 
wait, Kingdom Come, Justice, and out of the best Justice League comics? Yeah. Like storylines or arcs or whatever. Hmm. I might go with Grant Morrison's first, like the first arc of his Justice League where they have to fight the White Martians because that really got me into like modern day Justice League comics. I was like, ooh, I like this story. I did not even read that story. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> even know what that is. Ooh, it's so good. White Martians, dude? Why do they got to be white? <laughs> <laughs> what would you guys say? Hmm. There was one I read. Damn, I, I really don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know. Head, I really don't know. Yeah, there you have it, folks. They can't name a third <laughs> Justice League comic. Is there even a third Justice League? <laughs> Is there even? <laughs> it's been going on for decades. There's only two. Yeah, one of the oldest comics ever. Oh, okay, I have read this one actually. <laughs> it's it's Justice League for New Fifty Two actually. Ooh, that was a good that was a good Justice League run. I like that one. Yeah. I read that. That was good. Who who did that one? Uh, Jeff, Johns. Jeff Johns. Yeah. And Jim Lee does the original run yeah. with him, and that was really cool, too. Oh. I loved his redesigns. Yeah, I read that, too, actually. I love Jim Lee's art. God, he's so good. That might be. And then Scott Snyder has a really good Justice League run. That was a modern one I really liked. I didn't read it, but I should. You should, yeah. It's very much like the animated series. He has that roster, and I love that roster. Nice. That's a sick roster. That's a classic roster. Is that with John Stewart as Green Lantern? Yep. Dude, jo the Justice League animated series fucked so hard. Yep. Also, our boy Kevin Conreezy. Yeah. Yep. The legend. R.I.P. to the goat. So, there's one thing that I wanted to bring up that really upset me. <laughs> Ooh, what? what? I hope it's the same thing I'm thinking of. Yeah, me too. Uh, when they go to the diner at the end, <laughs> Superman <laughs> orders a milk and fucking Batman orders a steak well done. And I'm just like, get the fuck yeah, out of here. Well done. Batman's a man of privilege. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, you think he gets a steak well done? You're high. I don't know. <laughs> so this is what I'm thinking. You got to remember, this is also the future, as we know from the Magog parasite fight. A lot of the Midwest, where cows and beef is made, is probably still slightly irradiated. So by getting it well done, Ooh. he actually gets rid of more radiation than anyone else if you were to order like medium rare. Medium. <sighs> Bruce Wayne is on that next level thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, but. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. Uh, I think it's hilarious and very like uh, golden age of Superman to order a milk to drink. Yeah, very much so. I was going to say what really pissed me off was the fact that once again, like they do this all the time. And even behind the scenes, the reason is because like you just can't add him to the equation because it fucks everything up. Martian Manhunter is they nerf the fuck out of him in this. They just say he read everyone's mind and like his mind snapped and, and now he's unusable. Did you guys catch that? No, I, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Well, he he couldn't even phase. He, He's stuck in human form. He's like not even an alien anymore. And, well, he can't even touch things. He's like he's like permanently phased. So he can, he's not like a f physical being anymore. Uh, well, no, you're well, maybe. I like how the flash was drawn and it's implied that he's now almost like in Dr. Manhattan style living both in past, present and future. And that's why there's like so many of him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he's 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 phasing he's phasing through time. Yeah, the Martian Manhunter wasn't like unfazed. I like, thought he couldn't because I thought no, I thought he was invisible and listened to some people. No, you're confusing it with no. uh, the Spectre. What's going on with no. him? I think no, Martian Manhunter. He's he's John. He's stuck as detective, like his detective John Jones version. They say like they say like he was reading everyone's mind. His mind snapped. And he's just like, he's not catatonic, but he's just kind of like a shell of, of like himself. Yeah. Like you see Batman talking to him. Like I think everyone sees him. Yeah. But I think like, like when, it, when Batman's talking to him, I don't think he like can pick things up and stuff. Like I think when he snapped, he's just like phasing through shit. Oh, maybe I didn't, maybe I just didn't catch that. But either way, either way, my point is that it pisses me off because he would be so helpful, obviously in this battle, but like. The battle is is between Superman and Shazam. Like you, Martian Manhunter is Superman basically. So like, if you he he's helps them, they win very easily. Mm. 
Mark Wade literally said, he's like, we couldn't add, we had to do something about Martian Manhunter. Like, we wanted to include him, but if we actually, like, let him use his powers, then... Because, like, the whole, the big thing about the story is, like, Golden Age kind of versus the New Age. Like, Shazam represents, like, the super, like, Golden Age. Like He's, he's grown up. He looks like, he just looks like a human version of Captain Marvel. Billy Batson, yeah. Yeah, he looks like his his Shazam still. Yeah, he's no longer a kid, Billy Batson. Yep. Yeah, and that's what I think is my favorite. I think it's fucking hilarious that they're like, you know what? We're not going to judge anybody except for that poor kid who was abducted and tortured and brainwashed into adulthood. That's the only person that's going to have to face judgment. <laughs> it's fucked up but but it makes sense story-wise just because like like i was saying like the stories about like the new age like superheroes are fucking everything up the ideals of like superman's age are what they want to go back to but shazam was like the first one you know he comes before superman i think right captain marvel came he was given he was given superman those hands oh yeah yeah because he he's magical they you know they make that point like you said magic's gonna hurt superman uh With the no, sword, Captain Marvel does not come before Superman. Oh, he doesn't. No, that's the reason Captain Marvel is even in the DC roster. Ready for a little DC history? Do it. Another comic book company at the time. Don't remember the name. You can Google it. Oh, Fawcett Comics. That's what it was called. Came up with Captain Marvel. DC sued them for likeness, and rather than get any money or get rid of it, they just took the character. Gotcha. So DC literally acquired Captain Marvel from this other publication company. Yeah, and now every and now he's comic has a has a uh, Superman likeness. Yeah, but I guess that's the point too, like the whole Superman likeness. But also, like the way Captain Marvel would handle a situation is not like by violence and something Magog would do. You know, like he's gonna save the day and like have a smile on his face. Like not my Captain Marvel. My Captain Marvel does use violence <laughs> to handle situations. Really, that's just Black Adam then. <laughs> yeah. people up, that's why Black Adam's there. He gives people hands all the time. He does. Uh, only people that can take it. Only people that can take it. Exactly, yeah. Captain Marvel gives hands to enemies. Yeah. But you know what I mean? He's not like a edgelord. Okay? He's not out for blood. No. Yeah. Not. Yeah, he rep- he represents the wholesome side of comic book heroes. Right. I don't know. That's just how I looked at Kingdom Come. Like it was like old school versus new school. And he was a warped, twisted version of the old school. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Because I'm sure in the comics, uh, Shazam wasn't, there weren't Shazam comics in like the 90s and the 80s, right? Like he probably was like on the shelf for a while. He, I think he was on the shelf until like the 80s or 90s. I think so. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's probably a return for him in that. But like, Maybe like the first time I read it, I didn't know that was Shazam. Like it, it's just Billy Batson, like you said. It looks like him if you know who it is. But the first time I might have not known. I didn't know the first time. I was like, "This right. motherfucking twist, <laughs> dude!" I, that one, it honestly got me. What a twist! What a twist! What a twist! What a twist! <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, it was such a good twist. And making Shazam the, uh, like a brainwashed monster is kind of crazy and cool. I don't know why you guys aren't giving him yeah. his heroic credit. He literally stops the nuclear warhead. He does. No, it makes yeah. sense that he does that. Oh, no, for sure. After after Superman gets him to a point where even though he was catching hands, Superman fucked him up in the end. Oh, but it was so badass. He was just like, Shazam, Shazam, Yeah, Shazam. dude, that scene like was like, bolting that him. was, it's one of the, like, I would argue that's like one of the coolest few pages of comics. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. And also that scene reminded me of, not that specific part, but you know how like Shazam decides to fly up in the air and save the day. It reminded me of Injustice, not Injustice, in the book Justice, where Shazam like moves Superman out of the way to fight um fuck who are they fighting in space they're fighting someone but like he goes to fight in the sun or something I don't know there's like a scene in in Justice where Shazam just it's very similar Alex Ross painted both of them I, I'll have to like no 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 he okay he he's taking Superman into the sun so as to burn out the brainiac worms that are inside of him yes there we go okay. captain marvel is the only person who could withstand the sun and not die and still get superman out of there yeah right there you go there um, yeah, you i know shazam's like stupid strong like captain marvel's supposed to be like incredibly strong he is almost like yeah, he's just, below superman 
Yeah, I would put him and Black Adam <laughs> below Superman. Yeah. But yeah. not by much. No, not by much at all. It's barely yeah. measurable. But if you're a nerd, it is. <laughs> yeah, because Superman was getting that ass beat. <laughs> yeah, he was. He's getting whooped on, and then and then he just said he literally goes like enough and then like clamps over his mouth. Could yeah. have, could have easily crushed his nog if he wanted to. Yeah. Imagine just like Superman rips his jaw off. <laughs> Oh, and he's like, "Hello, I'm Captain Marvel." Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, even even during that fight, like Superman knows, like, he's like, "I I could make a decision right here and now, but it's not like it it it's you know I have to make the right one." It's not that he doesn't have the ability. I feel like the whole fight is him trying to figure out, like, until that moment, what should I do? And then he figures out Shazam's got to make the call. Yeah. I don't know. That's Superman to me, right? Like he inspires hope in the heroes. That's what he does in this one. He inspires Shazam to make the to do the right. Like he doesn't tell Shazam what to do, but you know, snaps Billy out of it. I guess. Yeah. Well, so Superman doesn't even give him this choice. Superman's like, "All right, Billy, are you going to save the people or are you going to save the superheroes? It's your choice." And Billy said, "That's too stressful, dog. I'm going to blow myself up. Let you all figure that <laughs> out." And uh, he does. And actually, he does take a. There's a large head count with him. Yeah, he takes out the superheroes. That's what happens. That's basically the call. No, not all of them. Just no, not all of them. Right, but like enough to make a difference. But even Batman says it's still an issue. Yeah, I don't know. The story's a little weird. Like it's it's a, there's a lot going on. We're like we're we are talking all about this, but not even really talking about the Spectre. Yeah, like him showing Norman McKay all this happening. Yeah. Who's Alex Ross's dad? <laughs> that's who. He, that's who he's painted as. Nice, Jake. Are you saying something? Yes. Damn it. I have. Oh, I thought he was just doing like this. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? Oh, I was. Yeah. Saying what were you that, saying? Uh, fuck. What was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> you were doing this, man. You were. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, Spectre. I, oh, I thought no. uh, for me personally, uh, the Spectre was the least interesting part of the story. Like, yeah, it was super, like, artistic, and they got him. I just didn't care. I just, like, I, I think I, I like the Spectre. I like, they didn't do much with him in this. I liked it, and Norman as the narrator. It did a good job of narrating it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it also no felt one- to me, you've read Alex Ross's Marvels, right? And it's the the old man. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a lot like that, too. I think he just likes old men. <laughs> this is definitely, like, almost, it's... You know how like Marvels is like a tour of the Marvel universe through that perspective. Yeah. I think this this was probably made right after. It definitely was made after that, and so DC probably wanted something kind of like that. But I think that's why you get that because that's what I'm saying. Like they they run into so many random characters. You get Dead Man for a second. I love yeah. Dead Man. I wish they would do a Dead Man something. He's a cool character. He's cool. He just possesses people and and does yeah. whatever the fuck. I fucks with Dead Man. Cool concept. And you get the quintessence in this one, which is cool. It's not like the Illuminati, but it's like the main gods in the DC universe. Ooh, yeah, the quint- yeah, that was a cool thing. Because see, that's why the Spectre's useful. You get to see the gods, like the Lantern God and the one from that gives Shazam his powers and everything. You know, they're all yeah like, debating and stuff. Zeus, <laughs> I think Zeus is up there. You also get a you get to see Apocalypse post Dark Side. Yeah, fucking um, Orion. Orion is now the dude. He's now he's the ruler of Apocalypse, and then he's like uh, he ends up being just like Darkseid. Yeah, he looks like him now too. Like the way he's painted, it's like it's it's like Darkseid's shape and everything, except he just is like a ginger. Did you catch a certain cameo? Which one by Alex Ross? Oh. <laughs> Oh, Alex Ross is the Attorney General of the UN. <laughs> I caught that. No, uh, no. Uh, did you catch another like comic book cameo? What do you mean? There's so many. Like, like Rorschach is in it. Rorschach, really? Yeah, dude. When the Spectre and Norman go to uh, that like other like vigilante dive bar club, uh huh. We're like, you you see like the Creeper, and I don't know, maybe Mister Negative in the background is Rorschach at the bar. Oh, that's awesome. And you know what? Now that you mention it, when they're walking in the street early on, there's a bookstore and you see Under the Hood by Hollis Mason, oh, that book nice. in the window. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. I guess Watchmen are included in this Elseworlds. Dude, it was so good. Um, fuck, I had something I wanted to bring up. 
but it's gone. You scoundrel. <laughs> um, okay, so who would you guys cast in this version of everybody? Who are we, we casting? This is a lot of characters. We're just casting the main mains, right? Mm. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna yeah. cast Rorschach, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Superman. I don't know. I'm down to keep it with Henry Cavill, I guess. Okay, unless you have someone else, I. I no, I'm down for him. Yeah, let's that. Okay, I was gonna say I would say to just to change it up. I feel like um, I feel like John Hamm could play any superhero. So, but I I feel like he could play an older, serious Superman that's just like pissed off most of the time, not really trying to be like, oh, I'm a Boy Scout. You know, I feel like he could do that one. I mean, honestly, it should be Christopher Reeve. That's obviously who it should like. A Kingdom Come Superman should be Christopher Reeve if he was still alive. Um, I think that's how like the Alex Ross uh, Superman always is. Hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. But I would say John Hamm. I know you guys don't like that choice or any of my choices when we cast, but that's that's uh, I don't hate I don't hate John Hamm. Yeah. I think for Batman, I had I had three I had three options. Okay, I'll give you three. You guys are gonna hate all three of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really, if you want to just do like if you were doing the movie version of this and you wanted to like uh, please all the fans, you would do uh Michael Keaton as Batman and then Linda Carter as Wonder Woman, right? But if you're not gonna go that route. He kind of looked like the way he was painted in this book, like Sam Neill, <laughs> in a way. Like, I, like, I feel that. like Sam Neill, right? Sam like Sam Neill's older Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I was thinking Sam Neill, okay. or but he's way too old, and it it would kind of be cool anyway to see this. He's old in the comic. He's an old fuck. Yeah, I was thinking also Clint Eastwood, but he's really old. Well, Clint Eastwood, not like now, but I know what you mean, like. 10, 15 years ago? I would, yeah. Clint Eastwood definitely would make a good Brisbane. Dude, I've got a good one. Here we go. Harrison Ford. Ooh, Ooh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can like see that. Too. I like both. Or what about him as Green Lantern? Ooh. Yeah, him as old Green Lantern. That, yeah, Hal Jordan's. That, yeah. That's, uh, I guess yeah. Ford, old Hal Jordan. Yeah, for sure. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wonder Woman, who are you guys doing? I really think it should be Linda Carter. I feel like she could still do it. Like she's I, so she's too old because Wonder Woman's the one that doesn't age. Yeah, she doesn't age. Oh yeah, she's not old. You're right. You're right. Hmm. So we're talking somebody in their thirties. I don't know. Somebody it's too in hard for me. That's like in great shape. Jack. Muscular. Yeah. Brittany Griner. She's tall. She's muscular. She's a WNBA player. <laughs> we support saving our fellow American citizens here on Comics and Chronic. I don't know. As Wonder Woman. I don't really yeah, know. I don't know either. Who's Gwendolyn Christie? Give her a shout out, Wonder Woman. Yeah, fuck it, why not? Who cares? Who's Gwendolyn Christie? Brienne of Tar. Who's Gwen? What? What do you mean? Brienne? You know no, who Gwendolyn like Christie is? Lucifer herself. Nah. <laughs> nah. Lex Luthor? Who, who are you getting for Captain Marvel and Lex Luthor? Ooh. Mm. Captain Marvel, definitely not the dude playing him now. It needs to be a big dude. It needs to be Brock Lesnar. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. John Cena. You know, I can kind of see that. I don't know if I like that. I want... Hmm. Kumail Nanjiani as Captain <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm trying to think, dude. Why, why? Maybe I'm just high. I can't think of anyone right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many Joe PCs? Yeah, are we done casting? That was everyone. <laughs> dude, is that ever? Is there, oh Luther? We need to do Luther. Luther. Um, Jesse Eisenberg for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. The classic. Well, let's throw it back to the goat one more time, you know? <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> I think you should pick somebody who's like a little out of shape and beefy for this yeah. Luther. Beefy Luther. John John Goodman. <laughs> Ooh, but he's not beefy anymore. John Goodman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, honestly, I would I would say John Goodman. Yeah, I would like him. Yeah, he could definitely pull off Luther. He's not like skinny skinny now. He's just like an old and flabby. Yeah. The guy that plays Varys should play Lex Luthor. I'm throwing in Game of Thrones people left and right. Yeah, that wouldn't be that. That wouldn't be that bad. Was, yeah, <laughs> you're not a big Game of Thrones king. <laughs> I'm up to season 8 again. I don't know why I did this to myself. Ooh, wow. I would have I would have 
Much like the Godfather, yeah, I would have stopped after a certain point. <laughs> for the Godfather, you always stop after two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did do that actually. I've never seen Godfather three, but I have seen one and two. It's worth watching it's worth in the watching. sense it just doesn't it doesn't hold a candle to the first two. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form. Yeah. So how many Joe Pesci's are we giving Kingdom a cam? Uh if I'm giving if I'm like I know I had some gripes, but like, no question six. Wow, you made Jake walk off the podcast <laughs> with, with that one. Jake's like, fuck this. Okay, what about you, Anthony? Hmm. Do I want to give it a six? Like, it's the cl- it's the classic, right? It's it's like Kingdom Come. You can't say I would give. I'd give it an unquestionable six. Yeah, there's nothing there's nothing to hold it back. Like I'm, those things we said at the beginning about all the characters, like that's not that's not a that's not taking away Joe Pesci. No. Yeah, it's a six. It's a six. Nice. I, I like this comic a yeah. lot. I would I'm argue I've like, read it many a, times. What happened? Did you have an intruder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my Jake alarm, just killed a man. My alarm was going off, so I wanted to turn it off. Nice. Time to wake up, sleepy baby. So wait, what'd you give it? I didn't I didn't hear you. What'd you give it? Unquestionable six. Oh, nice. You know what? Based on this entire recording, I wouldn't have guessed that you would have gone with the six. (laughs) I would argue it's like one of the best, especially if you're newer in comics, but I'd argue it's one of the best graphic novels you can own. I agree. And I just think it's cool. And it's cool to like own. Like a man who reads Kingdom Come is a sophisticated man. Yeah. It gives you like kind of like (laughs) Anthony mentioned, it like touches on like both what's going on in 90s comics at the time and also like golden age and it's just like it touches kind of dips its toes in both worlds with the art of alex ross you can't ask for better facts these are literally facts hell yeah yeah jake i also gave it a six um so we need your score so you know what time it is baby is it oh really you think i'm gonna give it a six do you Oh, <laughs> is that what you think? Because you're right. I'm giving it a six. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six, six, six. Yes. There I would say Jake is the resident. <laughs> what the fucking rip? It's so dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just think it's, it's for me. It's also just like a prime example of like when DC puts out gold, it puts out fucking gold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would argue that, like, make this one of the top, like, one of your first, if you're buying five graphic novels to get into comic books, this should be one of them. I like that. Yeah. Yes and no. Yeah. I think you should. Oh, I think Anthony doesn't agree. I, I kind of don't agree for, for, for a couple reasons. I'm I just going to say top five graphic novels right now, but we could wait. Oh, no, that's, that's too hard. Okay. Not top five. Shooting but- from the hip. Shooting from the hip. Yeah, just shooting from the hip. It's you're not held accountable for what you yeah, say. Just like if you were to say, like, I have a gun to your head. Top five graphic novels right now. Top five graphic novels. Okay, but when I when you say graphic novels, can I say something like that has like a it's like a run from like a, a longer series or it's or like a whole series? Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I if, if they have it in a collection, I think you can say it. Yeah, I guess so. All right, I feel like I gotta say, uh, fuck top five. Uh, so like, can I say Sandman? Like the Sandman? Does yeah, that yes, count? I would like, as yes, like for sure, for sure, absolutely. Like just the Sandman, all encompassing the Sandman's. Okay, so the Sandman, uh, Watchmen, uh, uh, fucking. Um, this is hard. Okay, you want to hear <laughs> some of like, one and two is easy. So mine has those two also. Yeah, I agree. We can agree. Watchmen and Sandman are in there. Uh, for me, me personally, um, I love Justice. Honestly, almost on art alone, we've talked about it. Mm. I'm a huge fan of Justice. I like owning Justice. I think, yeah, honestly, I think I'd probably do Justice over Kingdom Come. So maybe Kingdom Come would be like six or seven. Agreed. I think Kingdom Come is a stronger story, but I do personally like Justice more than Kingdom Come. I've reread Justice a yeah. shit ton of times. Kingdom Come, I've reread like twice. Nice. 
See, this is what I mean. Like Justice, I think is a good one to pick up, to have in your collection. And if it's one of your first comics to read, that's cool too, because it has all the people. It's a bit more coherent, I think. Oh yeah, Justice is easier to read than Kingdom Come for sure. Right, Kingdom Come is not that as hard to read. You you get Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, you get everyone. It's just that I think you would appreciate it more as like a, if you like know a bit more about DC history and you've read a few more comics. Not that you won't appreciate it when you first pick it up, you know, like, because like we're saying, yeah, it was one of the first, ones we picked up if you know anything about batman superman wonder woman yeah i think you're gonna have a good time but i would go with justice over the two if that's what we're saying like so yeah so i'm so, so this is gonna be my five i'm gonna go right now in no particular order justice sandman watchman um grant morrison's x-men all new x-men mm. from the early 2000s and Saga, because that Grant Morrison X-Men is Jim Lee also. No, that's Frank Whiteley. Is it Frank Whiteley? Yeah. Ooh, you're right. Clap back. You're right. No no Uncanny X-Force on that, Cody? I thought that was one of your top ones. I would probably put it at like six. <laughs> okay, fair. Also, I don't. I don't think I would put Justice or Kingdom Come in my top five. It's an. It's. I think Justice is in my top ten. I think I might have too many other ones that I'd want to fit in there. But Sandman and Watchmen for sure. Um, and maybe. Uh, oh, I would say Infinity Gauntlet. I love that. That's a. That's a nice six issue story. Thanos snapping half away away half the universe. You know, I think that's a classic. Even if it's a, uh, you know, not like a deep one. It's just what's happening. Is what's happening. Yeah. So did I give my end saga? Those are my five. That's a good top five. I like that top five. Jake, do you have any? Just shooting from the hip. Justice, Watchmen, uh, Long Halloween. Ooh. Probably Hush and then Criminal. Criminal by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Nice. Nice. So yeah, those would be. I like that. And if not top five, they're definitely in the top ten. Yeah. For me, yeah. DC like gets a lot of my favorite comic books, if truth be told. Like if I were to do my top ten, the majority would be DC. See, I I think DC have a few more in my later, but I also have a few more Marvel. But it's gonna be entirely X-Men for like side of the Marvel universe. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Like I feel like yeah, Graham Morrison's X-Men is so good. It's God tier. Yeah. I like that X-Men run God a lot. Tier. <laughs> Jonathan Hickman's Avengers might be in my top five. Yeah, it's got to be. His Avengers run is so fucking good. You've been you've been talking about that shit for a minute. Minuto. I know. When we uh, when we finally talk about that, maybe we'll get to it in year five or something. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> year five. It's just a lot. It's just a lot to talk about. It. It's just a long. It's just a long run. But I, I love it so much for that. It just combines everything I love. But oh fuck, I love. Um, I gotta have a Spider Man in my top five. Mm, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Easy don't for me, honestly. I feel like if you have to think about it, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just firing from the head. I've read so many comics, I can't think of. There's so many great ones. Top five. Sure. I have read so many comics. Come on. You come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what about Swamp Thing? I'm surprised no, nobody said Swamp Thing. I've honestly, that's like a blank spot in my comics reading. I've never read. The classic the Swamp Alan thing. Moore Swamp Thing. Ooh. It's so good, but yeah. it doesn't even make my top 10. I'd probably put it at like mm. 11, 12, 13. You know what I mean? Up there, but not. I feel, you. I feel like I would have to physically look at my entire comic book collection to do my top 10 and be like, oh, this one. That's like, what I mean. Like, yeah, I'll think about it and come back maybe next episode. Sin City, the entire run of Sin City makes my top 10. Oh, uh, Sin see, City's there you a go. banger. Have you ever read all of Sin City? Oh, yeah. So also, seven, like, I mean, even though it's volumes. like. Yeah, Sin City's great. Yeah. You want to know some blank spaces in my comic reading? Yeah, bruh. So I've I've read From Hell. I've actually never read From Hell. I've never read that. But I know what it is. I haven't read From Hell either. But I don't think I ever finished. uh, What's the one with Natalie Portman movie? Uh, V for Vendetta, Vendetta, really? V for Vendetta a lot. Yeah, I like that one. I don't don't think I've uh, read it all the way through. I think I've, I know I've started. I read that book one time Ooh. I, years ago. Same. I, I couldn't even more than maybe like 15 years ago. Yeah, it was one of the first comics I ever read, actually. Yeah, I read, definitely read it in high school. Dude, and my top 10 is probably going to be Old Man Logan. Mm. For sure. I love Old Man Logan. 
I also really like Hulk Ground Zero. Hulk Ground Zero might make my top 10. That'll be my Marvel. I actually have never read Hulk Ground Zero. I love Hulk Ground Zero. Yeah, that's one Jake's been talking about a lot. We should do as well. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. Todd McFarlane, his art. Uh, well, next we're doing motherfucking Last Ronin, T-A-M-N-T. Teenage Ooh, Mutant yeah, Ninja nice. Turtles. If I'm being honest, this is the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic I've read. I'll have read. Same. It's gonna be the same same for me too. Nice. It was not it was not for me. Okay, that's not true. I I got Ooh. some like single issues that I read a bunch when I was a kid, but I've never like read a run or anything. I read Yeah, it was more like the video games and the cartoon for I me. I read two volumes of, of the IDW comics. And that was it. Ooh. Like, so you're gonna be the splinter of that episode. There was a lot, even when I was reading Last Road, which I love. I was just like, I don't know who some of these people are. <laughs> I mm. put All-Star Superman as one of my favorites. Ooh. Yes, Man. All-Star Superman. That's what I was blanking on. Yes. Agreed. All-Star fucking Superman top five. Top three, actually. Ooh, top three. Yes. I don't know if I'm going that hard. That's Trey Balzay. I love that book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap this episode up. We're already over an yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Come peace, on, you little grow up. farts. Yeah, get yeah grow up. Get get your act <laughs> yeah. together. We're get talking about comic together, books here. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Listen, yeah, come on. We're not always watching yeah. shit. We got to read, too. Yeah. <laughs> you illiterates. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love you. <laughs> yeah, after verbally berating. <laughs> Told you, love and hate. It's a fine line. We'll All right, let's, that's it. See ya. Comicsandchronic.com. Hi, you're listening to Comics and Chronic, and I'm Jacob H. I'm Cody Cannon. And I'm Anthony Iannaccio. And you can tune in every Thursday to hear new episodes of Comics and Chronic. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Comics and Chronic. That's Comics, the letter N, Chronic. We'll see you guys next week. Woo! Peace.